there's anything I can tell you, is that the best place to hide is in your mind. Ghoul gang, welcome back to Between Lewis and Lovecraft Correspondence. If I sound a little rusty, it's because Hannah and I took the month of November off because I got super tired after I did uh, the Halloween episode. Just kind of took everything out of me. And now I'm back hanging out for a special episode of Correspondence as my microphone falls. Um, with it, It's not even... Like, normally I have this awkward intro of, like, I've convinced someone or manipulated them into coming onto my show. But literally, I just saw a picture on Facebook from the book nook saying, hey, here's a local author. Um, and I was like, hey, we should get you on the show. I was just straight up, straightforward. And so we have Vincent Blason. Yes. I got it right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I only asked 30 seconds before we started recording. Vincent, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going great, you know, just another day, so. Oh, yeah, you do this pretty often? You go on uh, podcasts in your local town studio? Uh, definitely no. not. <laughs> my, definitely my first one, so this is this is a new experience, so. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think? What do you think of this studio? Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's really nice. Um, yeah, I definitely... I'm very grateful for you inviting me here. And yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I think you are the first um, correspondence guest we've had in the studio. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, since we started doing the series, it's always been reaching out to people over the internet. And so we have to deal with like Zoom and Discord and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so uh, congratulations. You're the first. Whoop whoop. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Vince, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to our to our audience? Uh yeah. Uh, my name is Vincent Blason. Um I'm just uh an up and coming author, or at least I like to think so, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm out of Oregon City. Um yeah, I just kinda randomly got into poetry. I didn't even know I liked writing it. Um wow. I just started and then people were like, Hey, this is pretty good. So uh yeah, I just continued and, and now I got a uh, book published so geez so you you pick up you pick up some poetry books and you're like oh wow this is I can do this and then and then you do it mm -hmm. uh, and then like smash cut next scene you're signing books and <laughs> you know making millions of dollars yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but w what did that I mean, was it like that where you just picked up a poetry book and you're like, I can do this and you gave it a try? Or have you been writing poetry for a long time? Um, to be honest, like I didn't even, I don't even really read a lot of poetry. Um, I just, I'm, I'm a very emotional being. Hmm. So I just, I started writing and I just, you know, I, I write how I feel and, and people, you know, tend to. To, you know enjoy it so enjoy the the actual words that you put down yeah so <laughs> was there a learning curve as far as like uh poetic structure and and rhythm and all of that jazz or is are you doing something we're gonna get into my field of ignorance i don't do a lot of poetry mm -hmm. um but was there a learning curve to trying to say okay i'm emotional I know mm -hmm. the emotions. Now I have to constrain it. 
Right. Well, to be honest, I try my best to just quiet my mind and mm -hmm. I just, you know, I just let the words flow. I don't know a lot of poetry, you know, poem structure. Um, but apparently people say that, you know, it's set up properly. So I'm like, cool, you know, <laughs> <laughs> You're just doing it natural. Yeah, but it's just, you know, like what I like the most about poetry is it, it doesn't have limits. You know, I just, I just write and that's, you know, the, just keep it simple. That's what I like about it. You know, if I feel something or something, you know, catches my eye or something inspires me, I just, I just start writing. So, yeah. And that's what I love about it the most. Nice, man. So. That's really cool. So uh, you're a poet and we're going to get into kind of what you've done with that um, and, and where that comes from. But outside of poetry, what do you do? do you, is this what you do full time or do you work? Um, I'm actually a diesel technician. So, you know, oh, wow. I'm starting to, you know, learn a lot more about diesels. I like working with my hands. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's but ultimately, you know, I, I definitely want to pursue you know, becoming a, an author uh, full time, you know, just write. Sure. And so I'm, I'm trying, trying my best to, you know, find that balance. I've been very tired lately trying to, yeah. you know, do my writing before work. And it's, it's, it's a battle, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely making progress. So, I'm, so you're, you're a technician. Are you working on trucks that run on diesel? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. We're going like the semi trucks and the trailers. And so stuff you're like just, that, so. you're hanging out working on trucks, coming up with poetry. <laughs> Sometimes, That's yeah. pretty badass, man. I'm so. not going to lie. That's a, that sounds like a character in, like, a novel is, like, a poetic mechanic or something like nice. that. Yeah. <laughs> mechanic <laughs> really... by day, poet by night. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, people walking by as you're under a truck listening to these sonnets coming out and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. And that's your form of like cursing at the cars is writing poetry. That'd be great. I have to write this down as a character. <laughs> um, so I, I also, you know, having done a tiny amount of research on you, mm -hmm. it looks like you got married this last year. Yes. Um, talk about that. That's a big deal, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, something that I've always wanted and actually never thought would happen. But, um, yeah. yeah. Um, let's just say God works in amazing ways. Yeah. Because, man, I just, I've, I've found the most amazing, beautiful wife I could ever ask for. And I just, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I cannot, I cannot explain. Like, it's just so amazing. Like, yeah. Just out of the blue. Uh, just how we met and everything. So we actually, apparently, uh, we actually met. But we didn't know. Um, a few years back, I went to one of my coworkers' house because, you know, for a Bible study, he invited mm -hmm. me. Um, and then we, you know, we went and had the Bible study and had dinner and everything. Uh, there's a bunch of people there. Um, apparently, this, you know, this girl <laughs> Ashley that I had met, I don't remember her at all. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just in case, you know, she's going to be like, oh. But, uh, yeah, and then, you know, a few years later, you know, um, I just I kind of started, uh, at you know adding people on Facebook, a bunch of people because I started a poetry group as well as a mental health page. Oh wow! And I wanted to you know connect with a lot more people. She ended up being one of them, and then uh, she messaged me and she was like, "Hey, how do you know these people?" Because we have mutual friends. And then we just kind of slowly started talking. We both uh, you know made it a point like, "Hey." Uh, we're not looking for anything, you know, like I'm not looking for anything, you know, mm -hmm. she said the same. And then, 
a year later we got married. So, <laughs> so there's that. That's really funny. I like I like that. Just kind of the the together, you guys being like, I'm we're not. Yeah, we're not gonna try and do anything. And then again, smash cut a year later, you guys are getting married. Right, it's very right. funny. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> what was that like? I mean, you went in within a year. You went from not looking for anything to getting married. Is it just the the feelings are there? Commitment was there? All of that, and you couldn't deny it, or or what was it that changed? Um. So the interesting part is she lived about five minutes away from where I used to live. Mm-hmm. I happened to move to California for a year and a half to, you know, cause my son's down there and wanted to settle some things up. Um, and then uh, we just started talking on Facebook getting to know each other. And I don't, it's, it's strange, but both of us knew we were going to marry each other like very early on. It was, Oh wow. It was just, I, I knew it's like my soul knew her, Yeah, you know, and, like um, physically, we probably only spent about three weeks together yeah. uh, before we got married. It was wow. just, you know, talking on the phone and just getting to know each other, which was really awesome, you know? So Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know that when uh, when I met my now wife, then girlfriend, uh, we met in high school and, mm. you know, we were apart for most of that time. Like, like we would see each other a couple times a week, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then, and then we'd go back home and then after high school, I went to college in Arizona. Okay. And I mean, I was still with her for the two years I was down there and we just, I, it kind of made our relationship stronger because Mm -hmm. we knew we wanted to be together and it kind of created that longing for each other. And then when, when I got back, I mean, it was another way too long before we got married but um but we did and like i knew i knew i wanted to marry her it's just a matter of getting in the right place to Mm -hmm. do that yeah yeah. i i know that feeling of like i'm this is the person i'm going to be married to forever right it's just a matter of time Mm -hmm. yeah you just you just know in your heart you know it's yeah interesting it's really really crazy yeah (laughs) and i think at a certain point that's I mean, that's what love is. And I mean, I'm talking to a, a poet about what love is. So this is going to be fun. But like, um, I think it, when people ask me, because I've been with my my wife, um, we, we were together for eight years before we got married. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's been another seven years of marriage. So we've been together for literally half our lives. Um, and, and people ask, like, how? how do you how have you made it work and it's always like there's there's different forms of love right there's there's the physical attraction and then there's the enjoyment of being with them and then commitment and at any given time one of those things can be more important than the other and i think that like that's you have to make that choice Mm -hmm. right of like oh i'm gonna be with this person and i'm okay with that yeah um so uh, that's my take on it. And I'll stop talking because this <laughs> show should be about you. <laughs> um, so uh, let's uh, let's talk about your book, um, Awaken, a collection of poetry mm-hmm. that you've written. Um, when did you start writing it? Why did you start writing it? Let's let's dig into that. Um, I started writing, uh, I think, 2020. Um 
there there's a lot behind that with the story um I'll, I'll try not to get too into it but let's just say you know leading up to it um pretty much my whole life i i dealt with some really deep depression mm -hmm. um a lot of times not even knowing that that i was depressed and um just you know throwing out a trigger warning but you know um there there had been some some suicide attempts mm. um in 2020 i fell into the deepest depression i had ever been in um i i fell into addiction um as as much as i don't want to admit that it's embarrassing for me but you know that's unfortunately part of my story um and and you know i personally had lost hope um in love you know like i just I, I viewed life as suffering. Um, it was just, you know, it was, I was in a really dark place. And, um, and I believe that, you know, like God came to me in, in the darkest of times and he, he started to present truth to me. Yeah. Um, a lot of truths that were really hard for me to accept about myself, um, about a lot of things and you know my past and, and just facing all of that stuff and it was difficult um, but but something happened through that process that that just pulled me out of it that healed me from within you know like like now I you know like life is a huge blessing to me with people around me like I have such a pure joy in my heart and that's you know truly only you know through God's grace. Um, I I can't explain it. it. It did take a lot of work, but you know, He gave me that strength and and this book. Um, through all of that, you know, I just with with renewed you know with renewed mind with renewed eyes, you know, that's that's I write you know now what you know how I can view life and and perceive mm -hmm. things in a in a proper manner, you know, without looking through you know a broken lens of the past of the pain of everything i've been through um yeah i mean 2020 you know i should not have made it out of there mm. and that you know it still it gets me really bad because you know like i i i was fully committed uh in this one night and and something quotation marks stopped yeah. me and i know for a fact that was god there was no reasoning be there's no reason why I should be here today other than God, you know, like, and, sure. and I hope that, you know, my poems, that these words may, may touch other lives, you know, and, and spark hope. And just, you know, like there, there really is, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. There is joy beyond, you know, what we see right in front of us, you know, the darkness that we may be facing or, or the depression and there, you know, there is hope. Like, just, you know, I hope if anyone's listening, you know, please don't give up. Like, there is so much that you have not experienced yet that that's just, it's so worth it. Mm. Just keep fighting, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I, and I'm, and I'm not trying to mitigate what you just said in any way. A lot of that can sound cliched though, right? Mm -hmm. The, you, you hear that. And especially when you're in that dark place. Right. Um, you're a lot more cynical and, you know, and it's, at least I, I was mm -hmm. when I dealt with that, um, nothing to that, to that extent. Um, but I've dealt with my demons and darkness and whenever it's, you know, don't give up, like 
but I don't have that. Right. I don't have that thing to not give up for. What kind of message would you have for them? Um, you know, just just like I said, you know, my experience of being in that dark place of of you know um, just just going through that. Um, I actually have a poem. I don't know if I am able to find it real quick. Yeah, which, we can we can edit out the the awkward silence. Okay, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's easy. Um, this yes. is great. This is first live reading on our show ever. This is. We're doing all kinds of firsts. <laughs> Which I just want to say, you know, technically it's not a poem. This is just what I wrote when I was in my deep depression. And yeah. it, it is dark. And I just want, you know, I hope that this poem will, you know, like help to be like, you know, to show people like, hey, you know, this is where I was and this is where I am now. You yeah. know, like it is possible. All right. So this is what I wrote. Standing on the edge of destruction toes just over the edge. I look down into the dark abyss. I look behind at the desolate wasteland, then back down into the dark abyss. The wind softly blows, slightly shifting my balance forward. The edge slowly crumbles towards my heels. My ignorance has led me here, or perhaps my knowledge. My wisdom whispers, be still. My pain screams, step forward, teetering back and forth, back and forth. The love that I so patiently wait for, that my soul so eagerly desires, will not reach out and pull me back. What then must I do? For the clock ticks in its unexistent life, and the water falls, yet there is no direction. My heart stands without armor on the battlefront, decimated in defeat. As it lay there, bloody, beaten, and gasping for air, the wolves begin their hunt. That... Yeah. It's still hard to read because I, you know, it's just... It takes you back to that time. Yeah. Um, and so that's something you wrote when you were, you're in your, your darkest moments, um, the throes of it. Um, and then now you have a book that you've written, a collection of, of poetry that mm-hmm. you've written afterwards. Yes. After coming out of it. Is there, um, is there a poem in Awaken that kind of codifies that that coming out that resilience the Um, perseverance i'm sure there's a lot (laughs) there's probably quite a few in there um i I could probably i mean is is the book itself that is it representing all of the feelings all of the reasons that you have it's it's pretty much just you know my my new view on life you know mm-hmm. how I view things you know my battles that I've been through you know finding my faith in God yeah. um, you know battling myself my ego my past you know facing facing the pain that you know I had once you know gone through and yeah just just ultimately you know finding love like love conquers all you know yeah. and and I believe that. What I've found to be true is learning how to, you know, love yourself will allow you to to love outwardly and accept sure. love, you know, for for you know, uh, just another aspect of that, and just yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> just, it's great. Um, I and I know, like for me, a uh, a lot of what I've been learning in the last year has been the self-denial stuff of like um, when we're, when, when Jesus says, you know, this is the greatest commandment, love your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. 
um, he, he puts me last in that, right? Uh, puts God first, puts me last and puts everybody else between us. Mm. And it's something that I have been trying to wrap my head around of like, there's so much hate and pain and sorrow in this world. And I feel like if we were able to put ourselves last and truly put people before us, and I'm not even, I'm not even saying like, I'm not even like go out and become a missionary, go out and do all these things and give up all of your job and money. I'm just mean like the person that is driving in front of you, like an idiot, like Mm -hmm. don't, don't be mad at them. Right. Like they're, they're going somewhere too. They're more important than you are for some reason, you know, like Mm -hmm. put them in that place and suddenly the world starts to shift and you're not angry at everyone. And, yeah. You're not lonely because everyone is a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's, it's really interesting. There's a, almost a dichotomy that exists um, between loving yourself and finding that, that, you know, the reason to stay alive for yourself as well as putting everybody else before you, right. you know, that it, it exists, but it, they they're kind of succinct. Mm-hmm. They exist together. Um, but yeah, I, I that's where that's what I kind of think on when I'm when I'm thinking about what do I want to write about, right? And you try to get to the essence of it. Mm-hmm. That's where I've been at. My headspace has been at for the last like year. Yeah. Um, how long do you put into this? Like, how long do you take? Do you think about your poetry? Do you, like, I'm talking about all of my, the stuff that I've been thinking about for a year. How long do you sit down and go, these are the things I want to write about? Or do you just write and write and write until you're done? Um, to be honest, I find when I try to write, my poems aren't <laughs> that good. Yeah. It's just, you know, like I'll go through the day and something sparks, you know, my my thoughts. And I just like I have, um, you know, I have this note thing on my phone where, you know, I'll just stop what I'm doing or I'll write something down or, um, you know, I'll, I'll write a poem when, when something sparks my mind, you know, it's just, it's random. Like it's so random, like throughout the day or, yeah you know, there are times where I just, you know, like I start, um, you know, just kind of meditating, like not the, you know, normal meditating, right. but, you yeah. know, just, <laughs> you know, just chilling your mind out and thinking on stuff. Yeah. Just, just kind of dive into some really deep thinking and, and cause I'm an overthinker. Oh my God. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then, you know, it just, it, it starts, you know, pouring stuff out. Um, I, I noticed that a lot of times I'll listen to like music, like worship music and that'll like, you know, start sparking a lot of stuff. Um, this is going to sound really uh, interesting, which I never thought I would listen to it, but this guy Yanni, <laughs> I listened to his song by Yanni just randomly, you know, on YouTube. Yeah. And man, that sparked like this, like such a beautiful poem. I was like, this is crazy, you know, just, I, I've, it was almost like listening to that music, like I could hear a story playing out of it, even though mm-hmm. there was no words. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. No, I, I fully understand that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ask, like my wife, I'll be playing techno, EDM, mm-hmm. lo-fi, stuff like that. She's like, how do you, 
how do you pay attention? Like, what are you listening to? How can you listen to this? Mm-hmm. Like, because it helps my brain. Like, <laughs> I my I it kind of channels all the thoughts, right? And right. I I can kind of filter them into the song, and the emotion that goes into the song, right? So I get it. Yanni's what is Yanni? I don't know Yanni's music at <laughs> I all. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look I guess it's random. Like I said, I'm just like, I don't even know. I think uh, me and my wife were talking about something about yawning because mm-hmm. I know I probably shouldn't say that word. Everybody's going to start yawning right now. But, <laughs> but yeah. Everyone collectively, as <laughs> they're driving to work, just yawned mm-hmm. all at the same time. <laughs> and, and I think that led to yawning, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what is this? I was like, whatever, let's play it, you know, because just, I like to be random, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, hey, this isn't, you know, this is kind of cool. What kind of music is it? Like, is it, like, jazz? Is it chill? What? I have no idea. It's <laughs> apparently a lot of people like it, too, because, you know, you watch a video and there's, like, a ton of people where he he speaks about, and he has, like, this really, like, cool, deep voice, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he speaks about, he's like, yeah, I was, like, out in, in this, you know, field, and I was listening to the, to the birds, and they were playing such a beautiful song. And then he starts playing this, with like a whole like orchestra or whatever, oh, okay. I'm just like, this is, this is interesting. Gotcha. But, you know, it was pretty cool. Like I don't normally listen to that, um, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> like just just some random stuff. You know, I I like I like the random. Sure. I don't know why, but yeah. So uh, you're hanging out with your wife. It's a it's a Tuesday evening. What are you guys doing? What what's a normal sort of pastime? Or a poet, uh, I will when they're not listening to Yanni. <laughs> Apparently, watching The Office. Oh, there that, you go. That is like her number one show, and I'm like, yeah. So we've been we've been heavy binge watching that. Mm-hmm. Just to be completely honest, um, I don't usually watch a lot of TV. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's 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 been our life yeah. over the past couple of weeks. I mean, my me and my wife, we've watched The Office probably. 10 times through. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, it's number one in our house. Um, we love sitcoms and, and stuff, you know, it's stuff to kind of bring some light into the, into the house because mm-hmm. she's, I was, I was joking earlier. We have a newborn son. He's, he's about nine months old. Oh, nice. And, um, I was like, man, between the cynicist that or cyn- cynic, cynical whatever um nature of his mom mm-hmm. and then the nihilist nature of me like this kid has no hope oh, literally no hope <laughs> you know like and and so we were talking about that and how like despite the fact that she is so cynical and i am very like i'm i'm nihilistic to a fault like mm-hmm. people get pissed off at me because i'm like there's literally no reason to be alive and um and they, and despite that, there's a lot of laughter in our home, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of of um, uplifting music and and stuff in our home, and you know, a lot of that I think is to cope with our our personalities, right? Right. Where we're, you know, I'm I I like watching The Office and Parks and Recreation. You know, it's mm-hmm. usually the follow up to The Office. <laughs> once you stop, once you finish The Office, okay, now you got to watch Parks and Rec because <laughs> it's basically the same show. Okay. Um, 
And, you know, we like those because for 30 minutes, you don't have to worry about the world. Right. You know, you don't have to worry about your problems. You get to watch other people deal with theirs mm-hmm. and it's in the best way possible. Right. Um, and it's, it's a form of escapism, but you know, I, I've watched so many sitcoms that I've gotten to a point where I, I have to start telling my own stories mm-hmm. and, um, and so that's why I like it, the, the Penny Lich, um, the banner in front of you there. Um, it's a, it's a fantasy sitcom because it's my two favorite things, fantasy stories and, and sitcoms. And, um, and so like, like taking stuff from that, that world and and creating something new, Mm -hmm. I I think is just amazing. Right. Um, so what I'm saying is I'm, we're, we're all on pins and needles. We're going to be waiting for the office book of poetry collection from you. <laughs> this is what I want. <laughs> That's fair. I did write a poem about pizza. Just joking around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. nice. Very good. Pizza and a sloth actually. So. And that's in Awaken? No. Oh, <laughs> I did right. not put that one in there. <laughs> I figured, you know, it's such heavy stuff. You got to have some uh, some humor in there, right? Right, to right. <laughs> kind of help help things go. And even Shakespeare put humor breaks in his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there are you know you were saying that you don't read a lot of poetry, but um, are there books? Are there authors that you generally read or enjoy? Uh. I think Paulo Coelho, um, author of The Alchemist, man, that I just have to say that is probably one of the most amazing books I've ever read. It's just, man, that that really brought back you know, my my passion to read. When I was younger, all I did was read, and then you know, growing up, I'm just like I've I've reached a point in my life where I have a ton of books. But none of them are read. You know? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. ooh, I'm gonna buy this one, and I'll keep <laughs> buying them. But I'm just like, yeah, the book nook doesn't help with that. <laughs> they always make it hard when I'm like, oh, I need more books. Yeah, I don't need more books. But um, oh, and then another one, uh, Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. That book, I don't know what it is, but that thing sparks poems out of me. Like pretty much every time I read it. Um, and then also, this is kind of random. I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. And I don't know, I'm sure probably a lot of people don't know, because I didn't for a long time, but Bruce Lee um, actually used to write poetry. That makes sense. And That's not surprising And they're at really all. good. Like yeah? I, I, yeah, because I have a poetry page. I shared some uh, a couple of his poems on there before. I'm like, man, like this is some some heavy stuff. It's like... that. If he wrote poems, then that means that I can convince Hannah that we should do a whole episode on Bruce Lee, because oh, he's would... an author. So we can that. deep dive into Bruce Lee's life. <laughs> you heard it here, Ghoul Gang. We're doing it. Oh, yeah. Hannah, if you're listening, <laughs> season five of our show. Um, Tao, can you say that one again? Tao Te Ching? Tao Te Ching. Ching. Hopefully I said that right. Yeah. What is that? Um, apparently he's like uh, just an old school philosopher, I believe. Hopefully mm. I'm I'm accurate. I don't know a lot. But I know he was, you know, um, he was like born before Jesus, you know, and mm. and just very a lot of wisdom like just flows out of his stuff. And yeah, just, is it um is it a part of like um, Confucianism? Confucianism, 
or um, what's the other side of that? Taoism? Is it Taoism? Uh, I think it is. I think it's part of the uh, the Taoism or the Tao. Or like I said, Tao. I don't know too much about it, but I love the writing. Yeah. Apparently, this book has been translated by tons of people, um, you know, over the years, and it's just. What do you like about it? The depth. It's just like. When I, I don't know, something just, you know, drew me to this book a long time ago. I've never yeah. heard of it. I don't even remember how I got, uh, you know, introduced to the book. But um, when I first started reading, I'm just like, okay, like this is weird and it makes no <laughs> sense to me. And then I reached just one day, I went back and I'm like, crap, like this makes complete sense. Like, I don't know, I just had some clarity yeah. and I'm just like, well, there's just so much depth to it. And you could even go back and just like, you know, continue reading it like you just pull more and more out. Yeah, um, it's just it's crazy. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm crazy. a big fan of of especially for Christians finding um, wisdom in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, um, which scares a lot of Christians, right? Right. It's like no, you can only find wisdom from God. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> Yeah. But how do we get that wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we did an episode on uh, the Book of Five Rings, The Way of Five Rings, something Five Rings. Okay. Um, and it's by an, an ancient um, samurai. Okay. And he just talks about how to be the best samurai that you can be. I mean, he goes into, like, actual, like, um, forms <laughs> with the sword uh, but then he goes beyond that and talks about philosophy and art and beauty and truth and mm -hmm. all these things. And and I I love the um the the middle way that is talked about in Buddhism that it is very much like finding no extreme in anything mm -hmm. and being able to be objective because of that. Um, which I mean, in today's climate is I think really important. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's a really cool, it's really fun to find the, those ancient philosophers mm -hmm. who are looking at the world and going, how can we be the best people that we can while we're here? Uh, so I'm definitely going to check that, check yeah, that out. I, I will highly recommend it. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're, we're, I'm going to push, to do Bruce Lee episode. That's going to happen. I have heard about The Alchemist before, mm -hmm. but I don't know anything about it. So could you tell me about, is that a modern story or, or what are we looking at here? Um, Try to figure out how to explain this. It's, it's just kind of about, I believe, you know, like just being introduced to wonder and, and finding your path and, mm -hmm. and allowing your path to take you and, and just... I don't, it's, it's so deep. It's just, it's, I don't know. Is like, this uh is this a story or is it like a, um, a self-help type thing or a phil philosophical book? It, it's a story. It is a story. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, just kind of how the universe conspires, you know, when for people, you know, that, that know what they want, that, you know, are willing to do what it takes to, to get to where they were, you know, like kind of how the universe conspires to help them. Hmm. Um, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's it's just you have to read it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so amazing. Like 
yes, the yeah, one of the most amazing books I've ever read by far. All right, I'm definitely gonna put that down um, for our list. My list. Uh, we got Libro.fm as a kind of a partner, okay. and so now I'm using it like nonstop, looking for new things to listen to. So mm. hopefully that's on there. And if it's not Libro, you guys need to get it on there. <laughs> I know you listen sometimes. <laughs> Do you listen to audiobooks at all? Not so much, to be honest. I, I don't know. I like, just to be honest, like I tried audiobooks and yeah. my mind wanders. I'll be all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> like all over the place. If I don't focus on, on something, then yeah, I'm just all over the place. I have no I, idea what I'm doing. I can't, <laughs> I can't listen to an audio book unless I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm usually at work, right? Okay. I'm, I'm an electrician, so I'm pulling wire or drilling holes or something, right? And I can't do that work without having something playing in my head, okay. whether it's music or podcast or an audio book. Um, and so when we started doing this show and I discovered audio books, mm-hmm. I, I was so happy. <laughs> I didn't have to, I didn't have to stop doing things. So Mm -hmm. I had, I could, I had to read a book, you know, I could just listen to the book and take in information that way. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, I'm biased obviously because I have a podcast studio recording studio. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think that's so much better taking in a book through (laughs) audio means than by reading it. Um, but I know that there's, that's totally subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, I do want to bring up, um, your, your book cover. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a book cover snob. <laughs> Not that I know what I'm talking about, but like, I know when I don't like something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and I love your book cover. Thank you. It's very, it's very, you know, simple mm-hmm. as far as what it is. Um, can you tell me, uh, why you chose to go with this. So uh, while you think about that answer uh, to our audience, if you haven't taken a look, um, you know, you can go look up um, Vincent Blason and uh, you can find it on Amazon or, I mean, you could probably just find it on Google search at this point, right? Yeah. Help search it so that it gets on Google more. Um, it It's uh it's a book cover that has basically a shot of the ocean at night. The moon is breaking through some clouds at the at the very top of the of the cover page. And then very simply but very very nice font, uh, the word "awaken" with a collection of poetry below. It's it, it's something that at first would seem really really. Uh, simple Mm -hmm. but the more i look at it the more i like it (laughs) to be (laughs) honest so can you can you explain what the what the process was here um so actually it's it's kind of cool my wife actually took that picture and i could never remember it's either seaside or newport i believe Mm -hmm. maybe lincoln city i don't know (laughs) wow but and then she you know she she messed with the filters um so yeah that's you know that's that's local was this taken at night or during the day? Uh, during the day, and she, okay. she yeah, she, like she I said, played she, with it to make it kind of a nighttime look, because mm-hmm. that's really well done. Yeah. I thought that was nighttime. I thought it was like a, 
what is it when you um when you're able to do get an actual photo of the moon Mm-hmm. Um, because if you normally take a picture of the moon, it's like the teeniest, tiniest little speck. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, I either thought that or I thought in post-production, it was, someone just put a circle in there and made it look like that. But that's really, really dope. Yeah. I, like, I'm a big fan of it. Thank you. Yeah, she's she's very, very talented. <laughs> Is she a photographer? Um, she she kind of dabbles with it a little bit um i know that she wants that's something that she wants to get into that is one of her passions but yeah i mean she's so artistic it's ridiculous what else does she do uh she draws paints wow um, she she made me this little uh poster thing for my book signing and it just i took it to the book uh you know the bookstore that i was at and they mm-hmm. were like like this looks you know professional you know like the big authors i'm like my wife <laughs> so, <laughs> that's um, awesome yeah man. It's so cool, like, when you have someone who's going for their dreams um, and then they have a supportive spouse. Mm -hmm. Because I know people who don't, Mm -hmm. who are, you know, uh, I'm going to do it despite my my spouse's um, problems. Um, So what's it like for you having a spouse that, that genuinely supports your work? Um, it's, it's amazing. You know, in the past, you know, I've, I've realized, you know, looking back now, like I had a lot of self-destructive tendencies. Mm. Um, I was in a lot of, uh, unhealthy relationships. So, so like now just like, I'm just like, wow, like I didn't, didn't know all this was possible. I didn't know it was waiting for me, you know? Yeah. And, and like, she's the most supportive person I could ever ask for. Like it's, She's she's a definitely a very rare breed. Yeah. Um, anything I do, she's just supportive. She's willing to help me do anything and everything. So nice. So yeah, it's it's awesome. Very <laughs> very, cool. very grateful for her. Yeah. There's actually this one book I started writing years ago, but mm-hmm. I've been avoiding apparently. Yeah. Um, I just started writing it again. Um, and it's it's. It's going to be a self-help book to, you know, help people overcome fear and, and, you know, just, yeah. And just a lot of, there's a lot of my, you know, a lot of painful stuff in there, um, that, you know, I want to address and, and, you know, like, you know, possibly help people to overcome as well. Sure. So it's called fear, love, and God. It's you know, a lot, I feel like it's kind of explains itself right there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Nice. So you're looking at, I mean, you, you've done a book of poetry, but you are looking at doing more than just that. Mm-hmm. You want to write, obviously, this self-help book mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of dive into your own, um, your own, I don't, I don't know what the right word is, adventures in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound <laughs> kind of good. Um, are you interested in writing anything other than that? Oh, definitely. I want to get into uh I want to start writing fiction a little bit. Yeah. Um, I actually, a long time ago, I wrote two little kids' books. Oh, really? Called, it's based off my dad's dog. Nice. <laughs> uh, he has a little, little dachshund, but um, all the adventures of Porkchop. So I got one typed up all the way. I want to edit it. I'm going to send it into, you know, possibly a publisher. I don't know if I want to do self-publishing or. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I really enjoyed writing it. Um I think it's, you know, I think it's, it's fun. It's a fun read, you know? Yeah. So is it a, like, is it a kid's book, like an 
I'm trying to think of how how to phrase it. Is it a picture book or is it like a like a kid's novel? Um, it's it's kind of like I would like to say wish. I don't know if you ever watched uh, Wishbone. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> so it's it's kind of book like that, you know, where like you know he goes on adventures and, and okay. stuff like that. So. Gotcha. So it is more like a novel yeah. in reading, and and because I was gonna say like you got the perfect setup to do a kid's picture book if your wife is uh, an artist. Right, right. It's like you guys can start your own company. You don't need to <laughs> get published by anybody else. <laughs> yeah, I would like to. You know, like, that's definitely something that um, you know, I thought about. So yeah. But that's cool. Like the idea of writing to children scares me. Like yeah. I write what I want to read, you mm-hmm. know? And so um, taking a target audience and going, I'm going to write specifically to this target audience that that's pretty scary because you yeah. have to fall in line with what's not just what's popular, but what's accepted. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so what made you want to do a kid's book? Uh, just, to be completely honest, an, an escape, you know, just like yeah. from from everyday life, from like you know, just jumping into that, and it was really fun to write. I don't exactly, you know, try to like write for you know something like for a group or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was just it was an adventure, you know, like kind of just going through as I write it. Um, I actually last year um, I ended up meeting Lee Strobel. Which oh really? I didn't even. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know who he was. And then you know <laughs> this pastor that I had met down in California. He was like posted on a Facebook. Hey, I got you know a few free tickets to this event. I was like, you know, what? I was like, you know, why not? You know, I try. I've been trying to say yes. You know, become a yes man more mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Um. Ended up going and and meeting him and and talking to him and you know I was like you know one of the questions I asked him was. You know, do you have any advice for me, you know, as, you know, a writer, like what I should do? And what he said was, uh, write for yourself. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's always, you know, in the back of my mind is write for yourself. You know, yeah. when I'm trying to write for somebody or, you know, something like that, I just, I feel like I lose focus. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I'm just, if I just write, you know, that's just, that's where the best stuff comes. Yeah. I, uh, I know I've talked about it on this show before, but one of the biggest impacts I had on my life was uh, Ted Decker. Mm-hmm. Have you read anything from Ted Decker before? I have not. He's a, he's a Christian author, mm-hmm. um, and I got into him when he wrote the, um, I don't even know what it's called, but it, the books are called Black, Red, and White. Mm-hmm. And, and then the fourth one was Green, but I never read that one. Uh, but it's it's kind of a thriller slash fantasy thing like this guy goes between two worlds and uh and then he writes a bunch of thriller crime thriller stuff you know murderers and stuff and then he he started going into some some weirder different directions that i like um Mm -hmm. and and then he's he started to do a lot of uh a lot of work to help the next generation of authors and Christian authors as well, specifically. Um, and I, I sent him a book that I had written and I was like, Hey, you know, you're probably never going to talk to me. I, I understand that, but I just wanted you to, I wanted the chance to say, Hey, thanks for, um, for inspiring me to write. 
and I wrote this book and it'd be cool if you read it. And, awesome. <laughs> and he wrote back and he's like, Hey, I started reading it. Um, you need to get an editor. <laughs> uh, he's like, it's worth the time. It's worth the money. Get an editor. He's like, this is not, you're not bad at writing. It's just writers need editors, you know? Yes. Um, and so he's like, that's one bit of advice. But the most important thing that you can do as a writer is, is write to change your own life, right? Mm -hmm. The questions that you have now and work through those questions in your book. He's like, I wrote five novels and they sat on a shelf and no one touched them. Uh, the second I started writing a book that I wrote for me to answer the questions I have in my life, that's the moment I got published. Um, so yeah, writing for yourself is the most, if, if you, if someone out there is like, I'm going to write a book because I want to be a famous, rich author, it's, mm -hmm. it's not going to work, man. Right. It's just not going to work that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you write a book that you're setting out to change yourself, I think that's a much more attainable goal. Right. It, which is insane. The idea that you can change yourself fundamentally is easier than making a quick buck. Yeah. That's, that's really good advice. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend Ted Decker. Um, he's a really, really interesting guy. Uh, I've talked about him so much. I think he's required to be on our show at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely, I definitely hope he makes it. That'd be yeah. awesome. If you guys know Ted Decker, send him our way. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, we're, we're getting close to the end of the episode. Um, but you know, is there anything you wanted to bring up? Anything you wanted to chat about as far as like, this is your time, man. This is your, your first podcast. We can I chat know. about anything. Anything. Huh? Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. You just, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Just Jesus, obviously. Is, I mean, <laughs> I love yeah, it. I just, I mean, I can't, you know, I can't get past the fact, like, you know, I just, that's, he just brings healing, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's what helped me through this. That's the only reason why I got out of the darkness, the depression. That's, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I just, I just want to direct people to him, you know, yeah. like, I know, you know, these days a lot of people are, are turned off and, you know, from the past and the, and the religion, you know, part mm -hmm. of it. And, and a lot of people don't realize, you know, like, at least the churches that I go to, you know, they they also, you know, they don't like religion. That's like, you know, yeah. speaks of, you know, you know, condemning us rather than, you know, like, you know, having a relationship with Jesus. Like, you know, it's, it's freeing. It's, there's joy. Like, there's just... It's just so much that that people don't understand is waiting for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, or, or you know, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it, you're 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 making sense to me, and you never know who needs to hear that message of of absolute acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's what I think you're kind of touching on with the religion and and other people who are are kind of using the religion to enforce their uh status quo right right 
Um, and that's something that I fight against on, on every episode, on every conversation I have with people is, you know, I'm not here to establish a status quo. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I want to let there be truth and I want there to be love and acceptance. And, um, if you are hurting, if you are dealing with these dark times, you know, there are people genuinely that, um, care about you. And, and I say that as someone who has not even 200 listeners on a podcast, like I, I, I watch shows where they've got literally millions of, of followers and, and downloads and stuff. And they say, yeah, I, you know, I, I care for each and every one of you. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Right. If I send you an email, you're never going to respond to it mm-hmm. or your assistant is going to respond to it. Right. But like on our show where we're at now, it's a genuine thing. If mm-hmm. someone sends us an email, if someone needs uh, a, a hand to hold a, an ear to listen, I want to be that. I right. want to, I want to be there for them. And um, so I, I try really, really hard to be that in people's life of, be Christ in people's life. Mm -hmm. Like I feel I'm called to do. And I think that if your, if your poetry, um, helps someone to have a light at the end of the tunnel, uh, no, don't go towards the light at the end of the tunnel, go towards the light that's around you. That was a bad (laughs) metaphor, except the light that's already around you. Um, I think that it's, it's doing its job then everything that you went through, everything that you persevered through, you know, it, it gives it meaning, it gives it life. Um, and I think that's great. And I think it's beautiful that you are able to take all of that and put something out into the world. There's so many people that would be afraid of it, especially people who, you know, if you're like, I've never written poetry before, Mm -hmm. I don't even read poetry. Mm-hmm. But you call your feel you feel called to do it. Most people will be like, "Yeah, I can't do that, right?" Because I yeah. don't know anything about it. And you're like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm gonna do it." <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> and th- and that's like you know out of out of character for me. You know, just you know, growing up and and you know where I'm at now, I I could look back and realize that you know like I I wasn't myself. You know, I had created somebody that subconsciously that would be accepted by society, you know, yeah, and, and those around me that, you know, I, I completely was not myself. I don't want to say I completely lost myself, but I was not myself, you know, and yeah, it's, it, it is scary, you know, like that's, that's me right there. That's out there for, you know, you know, there's going to be people that judge, there's going to be people that don't like it. And, mm. you know, just putting yourself out there is, it, it is scary, but yeah. you know, it's like we, Everyone, you know, was put here for a reason. We all have a purpose. We all have gifts. And, you know, if we're not sharing those gifts, you know, gifts are meant to be given. Right. You know, and, and you know, a lot of people, including myself, you know, at times, you know, don't realize that our gift is, is such a great gift to the world, to others, that, you know, may spark a light and, and, you know, those around us or, you know, there's there's a lot more that that it does than what we realize, you know. Mm-hmm. Um because I feel like I'm, I'm I'm never you know doing enough, or I should be doing more, 
rush it to be, you know, at this level in life, but I'm not yet. And, and I kind of beat myself up, but it's like, you know, you know, the ripples that, you know, we send out do much more than, than we ever could realize. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what kind of life you're going to touch. Yeah. I think that's great, man. I think it's great that you were able to pick up the pen and create something. Um, you know, it's, it's the number one rule of writing is you have to write and you did it, you know, and that's great. Uh, you should be extremely proud of yourself. And I'm so happy that you've been able to be on the show and share your, your experience and this thing that you were able to create. Um, and I hope people will be able to, to find some peace some comfort in the work that you've done that, that they'll go and check it out. Um, so, uh, where can people find your work? Um, it's mainly on Amazon. Um, it's here at the book nook and Canby, And then, um, I believe I have a few copies, um, at Lori's paperback exchange in Oregon, Oregon city. city. Yeah. There's one copy at Arches bookstore in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, I'm, I'm working, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get it out there. So, just, just a reminder to people, if you don't live in Oregon, you know, Canby, that's fine. Um, the, the book nook in Canby can order this book for you and actually ship it to you wherever you are. So if you don't want to support, you know, a, a giant conglomeration that's just going to make a little more money off of the, the little man, you want to support a, a bookstore um, and an author, then you can always call the book nook. This is not an ad for them, by the way. They don't, they, they didn't pay for this. <laughs> this is just because I love them so much. You can call them. They'll order this book for you and they'll ship it to you. Um, and everybody wins. Vince, the book nook, and you, because you get a book of poetry with, again, really cool uh, cover work and probably the first book of poetry I'm ever going to read all the way through. Nice. So, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right, Vince, thank you so much. And uh, Ghoul Gang, remember, we're going to have an, an awkward outro now where I keep rambling on about things until you guys stop listening and I bring the music up all the way. And that's going to be how it's the best place to hide. It's in your mind.